The Blokebusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fine shows such as The Guy Huddle, Language of Bromance, and Dave's Nerd Compendium at podbros.com and on Twitter at Podbros Network. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 56 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we're going to be talking about The Martian. But first, let's get a little housekeeping out of the way. Do follow us on Twitter at Blokebusters, facebook.com slash Blokebusters. You can email us, blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com. And you can visit blokebusters.webs.com if you want to. We'd like it if you would. You know, it's just a little just thing we have Google there. Google Blokebusters and <laughs> yeah, we'll chance, pop up. <laughs> chances are we'll be there. Yeah. All right. So I think that was the quickest I've ever gone through. That absolutely getting it down. Okay. <laughs> it only took us fifty-six episodes. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, how's this film doing financially, Paul? Well, let's see. Directed by Ridley Scott with a yes. production budget of one hundred and eight million. And ten days after release, so you can probably guess when we're recording this, it has made worldwide 158,198,432 US dollars. And, a little factoid for you here, it is the second biggest opening weekend in October to date at 54.3 million. Number one went to Gravity. Huh, so, so we like space. Yes, space. <laughs> space is the next frontier again. <laughs> yes, more importantly, we love solo dramas in space. I think. Yeah. 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 One person <laughs> trapped in space. Yes. Any more than that? Uh, you know. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so, what is this film about? Well, I will uh, just use a handy dandy website here. Yeah. Uh, during a manned mission to Mars, astronaut Mark Watney is presumed dead after a fierce storm and left behind by his crew. But Watney has survived and finds himself stranded and alone on the planet. With only meager supplies, he must draw upon his ingenuity, wit, and spirit to subsist and find a way to signal to Earth that he is alive. I would say that's pretty much half of a description of the film. Yeah. <laughs> because um, that is uh, what the all within the first act. Yeah, uh, I, I think And so. then, more importantly, trying to live to eventually get rescued. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is based on a book yes. called The Martian. Andy Weir. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Brian, what would you say the book is about? The book is about this dinosaur park and uh, <laughs> things go wrong. Oh, I think I might have read the wrong book. Yes, yes. Yeah, you need to check the covers next I, time. I did not understand the translation into this film at all. But. Yeah, it, yeah, if you want to have a little fun, go to the Wikipedia page for the film The Martian, read the plot synopsis, then go to the Wikipedia page for the book The Martian <laughs> and read that synopsis and just play Spot the Difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like those little pictures in uh, Highlights magazine. Like, what is different? Um, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Finding anything. Which, maybe. Which basically means I have not read the book and Brian is getting through I'm the book. I'm in the process, yeah. But basically, 
that would say to me that this is one of the best adaptations they've probably done, just uh, shortening it all of the feels science like that. stuff. Yes, you know, like clear, <laughs> clearly, like I was telling you, uh, some things need to be cut or condensed, or character traits need to be combined into one character. Yeah, because you just don't have time to flesh out all of the crew and yeah, things like that. But yeah, a full book adaptation would probably come in at about four hours for yeah. most films even though it is still pretty streamlined and still a pretty small book novel wise but uh <laughs> yeah um so far I, I think it's uh, i would think a very true adaptation all right but, well uh, well well done those people then yes. uh, obviously as we said neither of us have finished the book so we can't we can't, <laughs> we can't give come up too much there. more yes and this is a film podcast not a book podcast indeed <laughs> maybe we'll do that in future probably yes. not but you know <laughs> when we run out of films we want to see yeah <laughs> all right so let's see who's in this there's a lot of people in this actually uh, just a few yes i've written down five and the reason I've written one of them down is because there's no way I'd be able to remember how to pronounce it. Oh, so, it's easy. It's Matt, yeah, it's Matt Damon. No, it's, no <laughs> Matt, it's Matt Damon. There you go. <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Team America. Okay. Please. Uh, so, yeah. other than that, what yeah, one mi- did you have trouble so, pronouncing? <laughs> so, Mr. Damon is obviously Mark Watney, and then I've got Jessica Chastain as. Melissa Lewis, who is the commander of the mission. And they love space. Uh, yes, love space. Yeah. <laughs> they love being in space together. Uh, Jeff Daniels as Teddy Sanders, the head of NASA. And Kristen Wiig as Annie Montrose. And the one that... Public relations or, yeah, the media. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so the one that I'm sure you probably figured out that I would have trouble pronouncing... Chuatel Egeo for as Bravo. Thank you, thank you, yes, as Vincent Kapoor, and the reason I pronounce it that way is because that's the only, that's the way that I found to pronounce it. That's if the I, way I've heard it. Yeah. yeah, I just can't replicate it once I hear it. Yeah, <laughs> it goes in, and then I can't get it to come out of my mouth. Correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I I definitely looked up a pronunciation video for that <laughs> one. Well, good for you for going the extra mile. Yes. Uh, All right, and. I'm sure we'll come across the other people as we're talking yes, about this Yes, as we get film. into the, uh, the nitty-gritty of the film. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. Do you have a place you would like to start off here? Well, how about we go for like the sort of overall feel for the film? Because the f- very first thing I wrote down for this mm-hmm. is, this is one of, if not the best paced film I have ever seen. I could not... I know this is boring to you. I could not agree more. Um, there is... Even what you would call the slow bits don't feel slow. Um, yeah. Everything feels necessary. All the dialogue, all the exposition, it, none of it feels forced or dragging uh, in no. any part. Yeah. It, it carries through from the opening of the film to its it, conclusion. That There is nothing in the film... That doesn't need to be in there. That no. doesn't happen a lot. No, that, that, I, I need to look up. Yeah, I, I will come back um, with the editor. You just stall for me for a minute, but okay. we'll talk a little bit. Um, yeah, yes, sure. it's, well, uh, it's definitely just one of those things that I wasn't. I mean, I'd heard good things about the film. I tried to hear as little as possible mm-hmm. before I go and see it. Um, I actually, I saw it yesterday, so it was one of those things that I was desperately avoiding yeah. all this. But I'd heard good things, and I went in, and mm-hmm. I came out just like that. That there was no drop beat in it. No. Like, so yes, Pietro Scalia, 
uh, was the editor, and he did um, the film many of us love. Paul does not. Gladiator, uh, <laughs> a, a Ridley Scott joint. Right. <laughs> um, he's worked with Matt Damon before with Goodwill Hunting. Oh, right. uh, more Ridley with Prometheus, Kick Ass, and it goes on. But hmm. yeah, so excellent job, Pietro and Ridley. I'm sure you know Ridley was in the editing bay as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was that was one of the things that hit me immediately when the film was over is like i there was not a single moment i was bored no and and another note i wrote down which like which would sound like it's oh they've just kind of put that in there for Derek or something but the whole music thing Mm -hmm. where he's just ripping on the fact that Mm -hmm. this person only has disco music like it was only brought up, let's say, three times or something mm-hmm. like that, and it just fantastically done each time. Like it was a, an observation that he would have made. Like, mm-hmm. that I feel the character would have made, and you you see him kind of getting into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, not a huge disco fan myself. No, no I'm um, not. I would agree with Mister Astronaut Mark Watney there, but. Um, <laughs> So you might say, oh, did I hated the soundtrack. But I think the music was used very well in those scenes. And yeah. it didn't... Because normally when those kind of songs are used, it's a very annoying scene. <laughs> yeah. or, but those were fun and sparingly used. Yeah. It, I think what helped was he was showing how the audience was feeling when it comes to, like, if you don't like disco music, mm-hmm. he hates disco music. So, like, he was getting the frustrations <laughs> out for you. And it was... Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it's always fun to see someone struggling with something or being annoyed. And, and a lot of great stuff can come from that. But it was just so much fun to see that in there. And I don't know if you've reached a point in the book yet where that I'm very yeah slow in the book or yeah. very early on I guess yeah he's just started you know growing his potatoes oh, okay. we're just now introducing kind of NASA in the book is where I'm at so alright okay yeah, well so not very far in well do, do let me know when you get to it like if that music thing is in there because if not oh, it's just a fantastic no they edition. have mentioned that yes yeah, well first thing they mentioned when I know we're back on the book here um, yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to the film here in a sec is that first thing that comes is she has terrible taste in television ah so commander <laughs> lewis has like three's company and dukes of hazard or whatever and he's watching these shows on a thumb drive well, on yeah. a laptop well, or whatever he was watching happy days in the film right yes, yes absolutely. Absolutely. yeah well i would say happy days is actually a good show but... <laughs> <laughs> well no i'm, I'm just but, saying but then also the disco music comes up yeah. that you know. which, which is actually interesting I, I didn't really think about it at the time was she the only one to bring any music of any kind? Well, according to like. the film, yeah. the movie, uh, there, yeah. Everyone else brought practical yeah. stuff, and she <laughs> brought music. Yeah, and he does say in the book, he's like, if you didn't want me to go through your stuff, you shouldn't have stranded me and left me for dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going through your stuff. <laughs> but um, I want to, you know, um, whenever this opportunity presents itself, I must discuss this uh, certain aspect of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. 3D. Uh-huh. Why? 3D? I, I didn't see this film in 3D. No, I did and not either, and I do think there is only one scene in the film where I could possibly... Why would you wear glass, these stupid glasses for two hours for one scene of some nuts and bolts floating around? <laughs> or maybe the conclusion with the... Well... The, the ribbon-ness. I, uh, I, will, but... I will also grant that... 
It's a waste. Why are you forcing this? Well, uh, the the Martian landscape, I think, probably looks quite nice in Mm. the 3D. And I also think that when it comes to 3D, I think they try and give you the highest resolution possible for Mm. it. I I do think that some regular screenings aren't, like... Mm. You know, let's say 4K. If we're going to yeah. go with resolution, I would imagine they are HD, but not 4K. Whereas the 3D has been treated so much that it has to be 4K to get that much out of it. Mm-hmm. I have no evidence to back this up, but that's <laughs> that's what I feel. Like the last 3D film I went to see versus the 2D film I saw after that, it, I did feel like a slight dip in the the resolution but, there but uh, yeah I do think that there were 3D s- was unnecessary there were so many dramatic scenes and just him you know problem solving engineering sciencing the shit out of things yeah. as he <laughs> says uh, it's just a useless format where the last film I did see in 3D uh, was Gravity yep where I felt that's a completely different situation there and... Well, that that <laughs> film kind of like Avatar. Like Avatar was built around the new technology that they were using and all that. Mm-hmm. And Gravity was built to be a three D film, much like The Walk, yes, which, which I am excited to see in three D. Even though yeah. it, it's already gotten some mixed reviews, but yeah, I think the three D aspect will be worth it. Exactly. Like it was pretty much designed to be a three D film, mm-hmm. whereas this but, was yes, clearly it, like, oh, we <laughs> we can release it in three D. I just had not? to voice my frustration of trying to get an extra six dollars out of ticket buyers no. for no reason whatsoever. No, yeah, that's fine. It, I, I don't see how it can enhance your experience at all. This well, film is amazing the way it is. <laughs> but and I would like to say that even though large portions of it when you're seeing them on Mars like they had to be totally effect shots it's not mm-hmm. that there's no one that went and took a photo of Mars and mm-hmm. <laughs> was like that this is going to be the angle we're going to use or anything like that but a lack of superfluous effect shots that there was mm-hmm. they weren't in space for longer than they needed to be like you didn't see them floating around in space probably because gravity would have done it way better than they would have <laughs> but i felt that they used the effects the right way in this which is you don't really notice when they're using them which is yes always like <laughs> you know come back to always the sign of a good effects uh, team is they disappear yeah I, the film. like i i think i was you know 2 hours into the film and i was thinking I haven't noticed an effect shot. Mm-hmm. Like even though the ones where it's the rover going across or the, the obvious landscape. like launches, the rocket launches, or things like that. Yeah, but... I mean, like, like the things that are entirely visual effects in the shot, and there's nothing real mm-hmm. in there because of the setting. Yeah. It worked, and they haven't done it better in one scene than they did in another scene. It's no, just... it doesn't. Like yeah, where you notice, oh wow, like. Jurassic World, like where the dinosaurs just looked awful in some scenes yeah. and amazing in others. <laughs> it was consistent throughout. Yeah, so it was just really well done that way as well. Like mm-hmm. this, I think what we need to do is figure out who the directors and producers are on these films and somehow make sure that they're the only ones that make films from now on. <laughs> we need to, yes, pass some legislation. <laughs> yes, all films must go through uh, through those yeah, core it, groups. If this guy, guy doesn't women. like the film, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it should pass final inspection by this team. Yeah. <laughs> nope, sorry, no more, no more Furious 8 or whatever, or 
<laughs> Saul 10. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever you're at. Man. Exactly. Um, I wanted to um, jump to the uh, use of the GoPros and the cameras in general Got in on. the movie. <laughs> and just kind of as a way into this, kind of comparing them. For me, uh, they were like Wilson in Castaway. They were his like, kind of yeah. friend. Even though... I mean, Castaway, he was completely isolated and had zero <laughs> communication with the outside world. Yeah. And for the initial, you know, first act of this film, he doesn't really have any communication, but he is able to then talk with NASA. So yeah. that takes down a little on the loneliness factor. Yeah. I, but, I was kind of surprised that he didn't call either that little scuttle thing that went round or the rover itself, Wilson, just as like a, <laughs> yeah. a thing there. Because it seemed like what he would do. But the use of the cameras and in the, the book journaling um i just thought it was very well done um yeah though i mean just his gallows humor and <laughs> about his situation uh his kind of cockiness a little bit to an extent yeah um i just thought it was a great way to experience what he was going through and for him probably uh, i mean if you are in that situation very therapeutic to actually talk about it, voice your opinions, and not just internalize all day. Well, yeah, but and could you also imagine going for days on end not speaking? Like, yeah, what would that do? He's not in constant well? communication with. He is on Mars, and you, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, you, and there is no audio communication. There's just, yeah, just typing, typing and mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, to actually hear your voice, yeah, and. Even if it's yourself, hearing the sound of a human voice, you know. But <laughs> I just thought that the way it was shot was so great. Just the rover cameras and the cameras in the hab. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, very authentic, it felt like. You know, hab kitchen, hab bunks. You know, just every location he was in. I don't know. I just I, I thought it was wonderfully shot. Yeah, and and I did wonder as well, like... Was he doing that, again, just to leave it for the next person to land? Mm-hmm. Was he ever planning on taking it with him? Because mm-hmm. like, I think, in the end, he does just leave it all there. So it'll be, like, 20 years later when NASA mm-hmm. receives it. They're like, oh, this is what mm-hmm. he was going on about. Like, well, yeah, in the yeah, in the book, he just assumes he's going to die. And, you know, like, well, someone will find this in a hundred yeah. years or whatever. and they'll know you know and it's about self-preservation you know like you want your life to mean something so (laughs) you record it now i do have to say that the trailer for this film and then watching the actual film they did what i want as many trailers as possible to do which is using alternate takes for one and then the other it was so nice even if i knew it was coming it was just a little different it it wasn't exactly what i remembered and that was that was excellent and there was one point where he's talking about something and in the trailer it's as if he's talking about it to himself on mars and then in the film it's him talking to those students right at the end that's actually oh, where the yes. audio is from yeah that was a nice little uh twist there yeah uh, in editing <laughs> yeah so it, it like just i think basically what i'm saying is i want the team that made this to make film trailers and stuff in future <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was no like giant real reveals like oh you showed us the 
ending or the conclusion without us realizing, like, oh my god, this is going to be the ending now. Yeah. There's nothing like that. Because um, there are, you know, obviously, um, as with any of our episodes, spoiler, yeah. all spoiler casts. You should know that by now if you're new to it. But yeah, yeah, you really I'm should. I'm saying that, that every once in a while in case this is your first time with us. <laughs> um, but, like, for instance, like the food uh, or the supply uh, probe explosion. Yeah. You know, like that, any other person that might have been in the trailer <laughs> and been that really even though an astute film observer might see that scene coming yeah um that would still take a lot of the punch away of that yeah. oh <laughs> happening. and and also if this were i think most regular hollywood films they would have shown you a half a second clip of the hab exploding Mm-hmm. And so you would have seen that and gone, oh well, like even though it was just a little clip, you would have thought, okay, well that's going to happen. Yeah, and and your brain would be occupied wondering when that's going to occur, not paying attention to what's on the screen right now. Yeah, and, and it it was actually a little fun to see in the film the point where that happens. They literally do the someone saying, as long as nothing goes wrong, mm-hmm. and then cut straight to it. It was almost as if they were making fun of other films. See, I like that. I mean, I thought that was a great little trope nod, and I didn't mind that at all. I thought no, that was yeah. perfect. <laughs> like, well, cue something goes wrong. That you could tell that was in parentheses in the script, or yeah. you know, like <laughs> something shit's about to go down. Yeah, I, I get the feeling that in the in the actual script for it, there was a giant thing. Just do not change the order of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's probably. I'm just speculating here. Uh, what we're talking about is probably the um, just pedigree and respect that Ridley Scott has earned in the industry. I know yeah. he's a very, <laughs> uh, from what I've heard, very you know demanding director uh, knows what he wants on screen and uh, well I think if you're going to be one of the greats you need to have that to some extent there needs to be you have this visual thing that you want to get out and the only way that can happen is if you make sure it happens so and and I will say even though um, this is the first Ridley film I've enjoyed in a long time um, mm-hmm. Even though he's still, I would put him in the in the Mount Rushmore of directors for me. <laughs> but first, probably since American Gangster, I know Prometheus has its fans. I'm not really among them. No, uh, it, it was it, it, something again, was off yeah. with that one. Yeah, but there were just a lot that I haven't really connected with, or you know, been a huge fan of uh, recently in what was it like Kingdom of Heaven or uh, oh Gods and Kings that was the Christian Bale one. Oh yeah yeah and uh, the, the counselor which was just a mess uh, of did I don't know if you ever saw that one no. they just threw a bunch of star power at it and forgot to make a script yeah I, I <laughs> the think Robin Hood remake uh, yeah I, that so, one passed me by yeah. <laughs> so yeah and then like, Body of Lies which was yeah but so yeah in the 2000s I haven't really you know it's been like Gladiator and uh, an American Gangster pretty much for me and now The Martian <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, clearly at that list I do think that Ridley Scott is one of those people that I was never oh it's a Ridley Scott I'm gonna go and see it mm-hmm. and so that did actually mean that I missed out on a, a large chunk of his 
directorial stuff, yeah. but uh, I'm always piqued when I hear it's a Ridley Scott film. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, oh, oh, they got him to attach. Okay, um, like well, that's why I'm interested in this next Alien film. Yeah, because he's on board. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I think that'll be the mark of exactly how good he is. Is if you're able to go back to Alien and it turns out to be good. Like if, that, if I'm <laughs> crossing my fingers very tightly for that, <laughs> I would love nothing more than that franchise to be restored to its former greatness. Yeah, and maybe what can happen is uh, you they're in this galaxy and they're on a spaceship, and you just see uh, you, you just see the Mark Watney thing around Mars happening out of a window <laughs> as they go by. <laughs> Somehow connect the two. Uh, have you seen the? Um, I wouldn't really call it a meme, just a picture of the Martian with um, Mark Watney in the foreground and Marvin the Martian in the background. I have not. No. <laughs> it's, uh, like and uh, that would be the a pretty good job because he's got an accurate shadow to him. Yeah. And I commented on the person that posted it. Said, "Yeah, and that's, I can't believe I missed that Easter egg. I've seen the film <laughs> twice and I didn't see that. Notice that, but." Yeah, I, I do believe that would be the Martian. I can't do it, Marvin Martian. But um, anything you want to jump to? I got a few things, but we can go to you. Uh, the the only other real note that I put down was I felt that every single character in this film was believable, uh, an actual person, like <laughs> reacting the mm-hmm. way that I feel a lot of people would react in no. these. <laughs> Yes, that is. Uh, I can tie that into something I had because that there were no extraneous roles. I don't think like where, yeah. kind of back to the editing, like no character that I would think, oh, why the heck are they even in this? There's <laughs> everyone felt like they served a purpose. Yeah, and I had realism written down. I felt like every situation was handled authentically, <laughs> and the characters felt like real people to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you've got the Jeff Daniels character. He is acting the very way you would expect the head of this organization mm-hmm. to act. I mean, clearly he's you know trying to get him back, but he's not going I to. Mean, to his credit, like that, I think is the right call. Is you know this space program has to be bigger than one person yeah um but but the morality side of you says no we still have to do everything we can to save him exactly and that's the sean bean side yeah yeah and eventually more than like cost him his job because <laughs> yeah there's I... a there's a different one spoiler at the in the, the next launch and there's a, someone else that is sean bean has sean bean's job <laughs> so he's clearly yeah. gone well yeah and you saw him in this other role like what a a trainer of some description i guess so yeah right at the end there which <laughs> i i like that you know there's a line where it says i expect your resignation in most films it would have been like that you know what like he'll hand it in and the guy will say like yeah i don't accept it like, <laughs> like no he yeah. got his he handed in his resignation he has left he's doing something else now <laughs> again like anyone actually would do yes <laughs> yeah um, if your boss tells you hand in your resignation and you don't do it 
you will be fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, agreed. <laughs> you resonate, yeah, you can resign or you get fired. Do you want pension or not? I don't know. You know. Um, but maybe we should uh, keep on the Sean Bean train here Go for just then. a minute. Um, lover, uh, myself, of Sean Bean. I think you probably are as well. Um, yeah, can it- we talk about what I thought was... There are a lot of funny moments in this film, but uh, probably... Having seen this film twice already, the, the one that I was just waiting for the second time around and <laughs> smiling all the time would be the very self-aware, uh, almost meta scene of the his description of the Council of Elrond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, how did you enjoy that? That was fun. Uh, uh, I I just love that scene in general because, like, for instance, the guy well, that for named Sean it to be the one describing right. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And but it's like the guy that named it, like, to be fair, mm-hmm. could, most people would say nerd, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And it's not a shock in the slightest that this is what he would have come up with. And then just, I love that everybody in the room, except for Kristen Wiig's character, knew exactly <laughs> what was going on. Just like yeah, I forget what her quippy comment is, but yeah, like yeah. Well, there is one point where she's just like, "Well, or... where is it?" And then they start talking, and she's just like, "I hate you all." <laughs> yes, that, yeah, I hate every single but, one of you. <laughs> but for Sean Bean to be the one that gives the description, noting, noting that Boromir was the only one that wanted to utilize the One Ring, yeah, <laughs> and not destroy it for him to, yeah. Oh my god, I I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, but... yeah that was that was lovely. I'm sure that. The second that was in the script, they're like, "We need, we need to get." And that could have been really sloppily handled, and yeah. just been really beat you over the head with it. But it didn't feel like that. It felt like it was still serving the plot of the movie, and yeah. it wasn't like joke after. It wasn't real jokey. You yeah. know, it was just a description. Okay, I, I think a the little o- wink and a nod, and move on. The only way it could have been more meta would have been if somewhere in that room was a Lord of the Rings poster or something <laughs> like oh, and yeah. so when it cuts back to uh-huh. him he's just moved in front of it just like yeah you know this is <laughs> and he's standing in front of the Boromir on the poster oh my god yeah just a little uh, over the head but yeah <laughs> well that, that's the thing like it they could have gone that way if they were going campy which they didn't mm, and yeah, yeah and then it was just just lovely writing actually that that's something about this film I that I want to say I didn't write it down but like just the writing was uh, like along with the pacing like it was mm-hmm. just just so so well written for all of these yeah characters. there were no groaners as I would call them like lines where you just <laughs> like really like, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean there, like there, the there might have been a, there might have been a bit where like they might have written it to be a groaner, but it wasn't like, oh god, that was just there was terrible. No, like no, you know, him looking at camera, Houston, we have a problem, yeah, or, you know, or anything like you know, just ugh, I'd be like, f you, yeah. <laughs> like I'm liking this movie. Why did you do that? But there was nothing like that. Yeah, well, one thing I found odd is what was the rating for this film? PG thirteen, uh, obviously the American yes, rating. PG thirteen, yes. There was a surprising amount of swearing in this. Um, I believe, and they use, I believe, just the only one, one F word, right? No, they use you several. Multiple? Yeah, because you typically you only get the one. So I don't know because yeah. he uses that like right away, like when he <laughs> wakes up and yeah. yeah. There's 
several uses of him saying it. There's more uses of him saying it. You just I don't like, hear yeah. it. And then there's obviously oh, the, the, the typing where it's yes, F yes. da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Like that. And it's... Yes, you're talking to the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But um, oh, the bit where he says it, but you don't hear it. Like he's... When he asked about how the people responded oh, when it was yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just outside the rover as he's just going, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, you can't hear it. <laughs> and yeah. It, <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh, did get away with quite a bit, I, I feel like. Um, yeah, for, for that rating, I mean, I don't know what it was in the UK. Mm-hmm. I would imagine a 12A, given the amount of swearing in it, on, unless they're as even with... Go and see because there was nothing in it aside from the swearing that I think kids shouldn't see. No, um, I will go back uh, to not maybe one of the first scenes. Maybe I don't know. I as an adult, I was a little uncomfortable. His initial um, struggle to survive, i.e., meaning his wound and that whole really? scene. You have an issue with that? No, 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 no. Not, don't, don't jump here. Um, okay. It, it, I, I was it seemed like, that's like where a you young were kid, that might be a bit much. Um, um, uh... But I thought that was handled really well as far as just, okay, he wakes up, alarm's going off. Okay, there's a projectile in me. Yeah. Um, I have to, you know, and immediately start problem solving, like where he says in the, you know, the end of the film, start working the problem. Yeah, and, one at a time. Get gets the suit off and you know yanks that thing out of there and <laughs> starts, you know, doing the self surgery. I, I, I'll I, say, I, I, was, I mean, it could have been bloodier. I, yeah, so okay. it wasn't uh, too graphic, but I, I was a little. I mean. Pleasantly uncomfortable, right. I will say. That, that thing where you're sitting there, just like, oh, I really uh, don't want my that. My knees to are getting a little tight or... and weak, and I'm like, uh, you, you just oh, slightly rub your side. <laughs> yeah, and he's doing the staples, and <laughs> yeah, and he's clearly in some serious pain. Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know where they were going to go because he he pulls the thing out, and it's like, okay, there's something in there, so he goes in and gets and he gets the thing out. And you see him like... Oh, trying to try, match it up. Trying to match yeah. it up. I honestly thought for a second they were going to have him go, roll the eye, put it in, and then go back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, up. Oh, there's a little bit missing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I imagine he knows exactly what it looked like. He's probably the one that put it there in the first place, <laughs> even though he was a botanist. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I did like that it was just the one and then stay again they didn't prolong the scene any longer than it needed to be it was okay this is done on to the next thing so it's kind of like they followed their own advice really (laughs) like just one problem on to the next one (laughs) yeah yeah and um i don't think it's really touched on a whole lot in the film the book definitely brings it up that everyone has two specialties in the crew okay botany and he was also a engineer um, that would explain on, a lot. <laughs> yes, yeah, which I felt like should have been touched on in the film because how does a botanist know how to do all all of these yeah, uh, I mean, chemical I, reactions and I uh, were I problem was solving skills willing to go with that at NASA you get general engineering training. Mm-hmm. Just in case things things happen, mm. and you need you need to be the one to do a quick mm. botch fix yeah. thing. But yeah, and I'm, but yeah I'm but, blanking on the exact one. And right now, people can correct, can correct me. It was either like chemical engineer or 
Something along those lines. Right. Where he obviously is a very intelligent person. <laughs> has, yeah. Has two PhDs or, you know. Um, so that <laughs> kind of helped me make the leap of how he could solve all of these problems. Yeah. Um, no, that definitely makes sense. I mean, I, I think it probably came to, like, streamlining the film is that everyone on the crew has one specific function and that's mm. the one they were focusing on so obviously yes. him being the botanist and then you had the chemist was the mm. russian guy and of course the russian guy let's just yeah. <laughs> villainize the russians some more well let... the bomb makers all right favorite russian in space then the guy oh, from, the I'm guy from this from one armageddon there we go that's what <laughs> i was going this for this is how we fix things on russian <laughs> space station now we go home <laughs> Yes, obviously. No brainer. <laughs> no brainer there. Alright. Um, there's so many scenes I want to talk about with this movie. Like I um like that first when they leave him behind and how the camera goes from each crew member to each crew member and then the empty seat. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful scene of the shadows moving up the seat and just the the reality of that situation. Yeah. Uh, I just loved that scene. Yeah, it was really well done, and even though you know for a fact that he is still alive, mm-hmm. because there's no film if he isn't, mm, yeah. it was still just a really great scene that was nice to to see and made you feel what they must be feeling. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, like you're, and especially Commander Lewis, who is essentially you know the mother. Her, yeah, you know that she's responsible for these children, her children, and and, <laughs> yeah. and and it's you know touched on multiple times in the film that the weight she must feel, you know, thinking she essentially killed him or you know left him for dead. Yeah, and, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it is one of those things that you know you watching the film and then you see oh we've lost total signal from this suit. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no way we can find him with any of the equipment we have. Mm-hmm. Is that I was thinking at that point, if you genuinely have no way of finding him, you know that rocket is going to leave in the next like two minutes if you're mm-hmm. not on board, you've ordered them to leave. What would you do? Like, mm-hmm. w- Would you keep searching or would you try and make sure that the other five get ho- or the other four get home safely? Like, I don't... And, I mean, you have to... You know, she made the right call. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which... Sensors said he was <laughs> offline and... Yeah, and they saw him get struck with a. Pe- and I think it's the other astronaut that doesn't re- really flesh out a whole lot. Sebastian Stan, Chris Beck. And yeah, it, I believe he's the one that says, "You know, Mark's dead, or our friend is dead." Or, you know, like, yeah, let's go. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, again, that was a, a great thing where it was like, you know, yeah, he's dead. We got to go, and they're like, "How? Can, how can you say it? it's like my friend just died?" <laughs> yeah, but we need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, or we're all going to be dead with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's. A million examples of that when he first makes contact with the Hermes crew when he's allowed to talk to them yeah <laughs> and uh, Martinez who amazingly played by Michael Pena yeah extremely likable and funny yeah not not quite as let's say cartoonish shall we say mm-hmm. as him in Ant-Man yes but mm-hmm. but still has that just chipper aspect to him yeah uh, like, like I said extremely likable and just like the the kind of even though it's a very emotional moment, um, the joking around you would do with people you've trained with for months and months, and you, 
your yeah. true friends. Like, you know, like, yeah, we're, you know, kind of happier to go on a lot more room here. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, who needs a botanist in it? You're not, you know, you're not a real scientist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and kind of the guy thing too. Can't be too, emit too much emotion. There, no, but. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta have some humor in there. <laughs> yeah, just example after example. But, I mean, just Matt Damon killed it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think like, are, are possibly my my favorite ahead. Matt Damon role to date, I think. Even though he was fantastic in Good Will Hunting mm-hmm. and all that, like, I that think... talented Mr. Ripley is up there for me. He is yeah. so good in that movie. Fair enough. I, yeah. I think I just... In, I enjoyed this role mm-hmm. the most out of it. I would say it's... I mean, it's the freshest, so maybe that's why I'm saying it. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I know there's already, like, Oscar pooling and... Um, so, you know, everyone says, you know, the spots are filled already. But I think there's room for him. Uh, I... Just yeah. because... I mean, the, the performance is great. It's not maybe not best actor great, but he he is the movie for so much of it. Yeah, I mean, not, it, let, let's say I'll say nomination, but I win, wouldn't no. assume he would win. No, no. Uh, I, yeah, I'll go with you for that then. Yes, <laughs> I, I would say the last two films we've done are should be nominations but not wins. Yeah. Johnny Depp is <laughs> Whitey Bulger. Yeah. And uh, correction, yes, I'm aware of why the uh, Black Mass was not called Whitey because that is the name of the documentary. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, corrections department, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I have since watched that documentary. Excellent, by the way. Right. Very well done. But yes, that is why that film was called Whitey <laughs> because it was already taken. I see. Uh, <laughs> but yes, great performances there. Um, oh, I will say this is a tiny, tiny, tiny nitpick, and it's a movie trope. In any of these kind of successful mission control type things uh-huh. or uh, victories, the relegatory paper tossing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know how much cleanup you're going to have afterwards? Uh, yeah. How much? You're never going to get that in the right order again. Uh-huh. Uh, you're NASA. Like, keep your composure for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll say the, uh, like, the guy comes along just like, you do realize that that's what they need to get home, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just threw out, like, my calculations that took me four hours, <laughs> and you, now I can't find them. Yeah, they're well, in the wrong order. Although I kind of like to think that for situations where, like, they're really hoping for this to go work, they just have a pile of blank paper. Just copy paper. <laughs> <laughs> just go, hooray! <laughs> like, oh, yeah, there's just someone that's, their job is, like, the janitor, yeah. just, okay, th- this is gonna go well here. We yeah. need... I, yes. I'm almost willing to bet that that is a NASA thing. Like they, like <laughs> it, it happened. Let's say Apollo 13. It yeah. happened then, and mm. now it's a thing that they do every single time. Like <laughs> someone throws the paper. <laughs> that, that, that's their role is paper thrower. I just imagine like the Sean being character. We're just like, what the fuck, guys? Like uh, you're all staying until this is cleaned up. <laughs> I don't care that we just had the success. Uh, yeah, you're or, staying. Or you just see a quick shot of it just floating out. Just like, get out of here. <laughs> I'm sick of this paper. People yelling in the background, ow, paper cut, ow, paper in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> Someone made a paper airplane, throws it back at the guy. <laughs> yeah. At least they're not throwing coffee mugs or anything. That's better. But, yeah. Um. Well, may as well have a couple of Stetsons in there as well. Whee! Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's a good place to go to. Uh, how did you feel about the uh, supporting NASA folk, uh, i.e., Donald Glover, even the uh, aerodyn- er, well, astrodynamics? Sorry. Yes. And um, 
what was it Mackenzie Davis is that her name yes Mackenzie Davis uh, Mindy Park yeah Mindy Park uh, head of satcoms and I was talking to Brian ahead of time before we recorded here that there were a lot of you know people complaining that Mindy Park was written as a Korean American and yet they didn't get someone to play that and that uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor plays a guy that is basically Indian American in the book, but the author has come out and said that in both cases he wrote Mindy thinking of Korean, but didn't write her as specifically Korean. Mm-hmm. So he had no problem there, and he also has no problem with Ejiofor playing <laughs> the Kapoor character because he says like. He is American. He he might be of Indian descent, but he is American. There's no reason well, why. Yeah. Long story short, relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are some situations where, I'll grant you, there is what is considered the whitewashing of yes. the film. Like, that does happen. However, like, this wasn't the case here. It's not like mm-hmm. they didn't have any people of other racial descent in no, the film was, yeah benedict wong who was amazing as the jpl guy yeah Bruce, uh, Eng. Uh, i'm not sure if i'm getting the last name correct but, but yeah he was great um and then donald glover of course yeah there's just great ensemble look loads of different people in it and it was like i don't i don't understand why the criticism was aimed at this one. I mean, maybe again, I haven't read the book, mm-hmm. and you aren't that far into the no. book, so you can't comment on whether or not you feel it was a miscasting. But mm-hmm. if the author is fine with it, I don't know why. Yes, why yeah. other people were. Yeah, and uh, was it but, Chiwetel? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Chiwetel. Chiwetel. I, th- I mean, he's amazing in anything he does. So yeah, I'm just happy to see him in anything. <laughs> um, I did want to briefly mention Kate Mara who I really enjoyed in this, and I'm happy to see a little redemption for, for her uh, <laughs> since uh, the fantastic flop. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping the same for Michael B. Jordan and Creed. I'm hoping that's good, or at least he's good in it, because yeah. <laughs> he's well, a really great actor. I, I do think... Like, I want to see them all do well. <laughs> yeah, we, we know that they're good. Yes. It was just I can't that get film. over it, Paul. I can't get over that movie. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yes... Um, yeah, so I was happy to... I mean, she's still playing the, the, the bit parts. I want to see her in bigger roles, because I do think she's talented. Um, yeah. But yeah, she was... Her scenes, I think, were really good. Um, once again, like going back to no extraneous roles or no needless scenes. No, and a romance that didn't take up any more than it needed to. Exactly, like... Okay, <laughs> Three it's, scenes. It's clear Three they kind of like each other, and then... Very clear at the end of the movie, they yeah. like each other, or they better, because yeah. they're responsible for another life now. It, exactly. Know. There is one look <laughs> at the very beginning of the film. There yeah. is a point where she kisses, kisses the, the guy yeah. on the helmet, and that is not a euphemism. And then, <laughs> and then, well played, sir. There you go. But I, I think a lot of people saw the coming. By the way, but there we go. I still enjoyed it. And then the third scene, which is in the credits, when. They have a kid now. Yeah, like, they're in the hospital with their newborn. Yeah. That is the extent of the romance. <laughs> That's in how you do film. a romance romance and a drama <laughs> yes. story. If it's a romance movie, fine. But yes, it's, yeah. it didn't take up more time, I mean, like you said, than it needed to. Yeah. To be fair, I would have 
liked it if more romantic comedy decided to go down that route. Like, let's just stick with the comedy and then... To, to that end, I I mean, this is another tiny, tiny gripe. I would like to have known a little bit more about Watney. Um, his yeah. situation or... Um, yeah, I, I do... His I th- backstory a bit. Yeah, it was one of those things that... Obviously, his story within the film is the fact that he's stuck on Mars and surviving. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we didn't really see any of his life that he's trying to get back to. I mean, does he have someone at home? To, you know, um, clearly, I mean, it's it's alluded to that he has some pretty good parents. Yeah. Or at least he has ha, feels like he has a positive relationship with his parents. Yeah. When he, <laughs> you know, at least that very, at least for me, emotional scene where he's preparing for his possible death. Yeah. And, you know, tells Commander Lewis, you know, thank them for being my mom and dad. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Not gross, but like, uh, I need a tissue. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it, it was that, but also just saying, you know, tell them that I had fun and yeah, how the I, mission went. what before. I love to do, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, I guess that's all you really would want to, mm-hmm. to let me yeah, know. Like, Rather than happy. the whole asphyxiating in space type thing. <laughs> yeah, let's or... not focus on that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. not focus on how he died, mm-hmm. but rather how he lived. Yeah, um, I don't know if they, I don't think they brought it up in the movie, but he definitely had a, a plan, or has a plan in the book if things don't go well. Like, he's not going to starve to death. He's clearly yeah. not going to let that happen. Like, I, I, <laughs> I don't do, know if he has, if they, I would assume NASA would give them, like, cyanide pills or something. Or, I, uh, or I some sort know. of out. <laughs> so you don't have to suffer. Well, you know. I mean, I get, I got the feeling watching it that, let's say... That he does have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he knows enough that he would be able to do a quick death. Yeah. And they just didn't bother showing him planning mm-hmm. that. Just, yeah. just because I was I was actually thinking about it a little bit during the film. They're not going to have a gun. Mm-hmm. So no. not, nothing no quite like that. Space don't, they usually don't work out well. Yeah, and he's Just like fire. <laughs> <laughs> as we saw. Mm-hmm. Fantastic scene. Yes. I, I must say, just how. Yep. So uh, I blew myself up. <laughs> <laughs> A little, yeah, wily coyote-ish, but uh... yeah, but but I mean, yep, that, that would have happened. <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm all I'm for that. In his ears in the air. Yeah, I'm loosening his jaw. Yeah. yeah, but I got the feeling that the way that he would have done it would have been some sort of chemical thing, mm. probably, and they probably didn't want to broadcast exactly how to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, in the book, it's a simple. He has a knows what a lethal dose of the some of the medication that's behind. Aha, uh-huh, the, there like, you the go. Vicodin or whatever. Like, right. He knows that what would be enough to, you know, he's like, I do not plan on starting to death yeah. <laughs> if it goes that route. No, yeah. yeah. So I, I always figured he had a, <laughs> as we say, backup plan. <laughs> but I also was fine with them not showing the fact that he had a backup plan. <laughs> uh, yeah, not not quite the, um, I don't know if you'll have seen this one, Space Cowboys. The, I have. The, the Tommy Lee the Jones. geriatrics in space, yes. Yeah, the, the Tommy Lee Jones thing of like, well, yeah, I, yeah, I have cancer, so how about we just land me on the moon? And let's go with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah not, not quite not that level. Not my favorite of these space adventures. <laughs> uh, 
It has its moments, I suppose. But yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking. Unlikable. I was thinking the other day. I kind of want to rewatch it just to see if it's as okay as I remember. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's actually worse than I remember, but uh, yeah, 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 it's not the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> I think at the time I saw it, it was just oh look, it's Kay and and Clint Eastwood in a film. Okay, let's do that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Should we? I think probably get to final thoughts here. I think so. Yeah. Uh, now. I don't really have anything extra to mention, but I, I will just reiterate, just the pacing and the writing in this film is just fantastic. Like I, I, it is I cannot, one of the most well-paced films I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I, I, I cannot say enough good things about those aspects. <laughs> it's something that made me realize how bad it is in other films. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those things where you're really going to notice it after seeing this, is like all of the needless <laughs> scenes or throwaway lines or scenes that go on for too long. Yeah. Or, you know, or just <laughs> poor editing, um, like some of my issues with Black Mass. Uh, still, a, you know, still a great movie. No, but, yeah, still. Still but, good. you know, just... just weird editing choices that there, there was none of that in this so no. sorry, sorry to interrupt you on your um, thing but i just i can't say it enough no yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, as i was saying like that that there's just nothing in that respect that was bad from this film so what about you um once again yeah the the thing that stood out for me was uh matt damon of course um yeah the 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 supporting roles not feeling needless and I, I mean, obviously, I'm going to I echo your sentiment, so I'm not going to nope, yeah. repeat the same things there. But I feel the same way on all that. Uh, I, I was um, I was talking to my wife actually about like obviously Matt Damon playing an astronaut, and she said something along the lines of, yeah, "Well, obviously, he's had practice like Interstellar." Well, Jessica so Chastain like, as well. <laughs> yeah, but, but they, uh, they've had some practice with the. I liked him much more in this than the insane astronaut <laughs> yeah. trying to kill uh, yeah. people. Yeah, he definitely played two polar opposites now. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, what st- struck me was just his will to survive. Um, I don't yeah. know that all of us are that strong. I know it's written that way, but... Yeah. Um, well, I, I do... Th- I think it's a very fine line because obviously everyone with the exception of uh, suicidal people, mm-hmm. want to live. And so there would be that there. But like just his constant drive, that's not something everyone has. So, no, yeah. I mean, because knowing, even if, like you said, you make contact and you get rescued, it's going to be years. Yeah. Do you have that constitution <laughs> to yeah. survive that long, well, even if... There are no issues. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> to I mean, make it that long, and and, and you, you would know, like at the end, you would be very Benjamin Button esque as he was. Mm-hmm. Like, so I didn't wonder why he decided to grow a beard. He did have the clippers. Why didn't he keep himself trimmed up? But well, <laughs> I think it's obvious that he wouldn't have quite had the uh, the <laughs> call me or was it blonde beard or something uh, like yeah. Yeah, right at the end when like, he started to go a little crazy space pirate. But, yeah. yeah. Which, which again, another fantastic just little bit, just like yeah, technically, I am a space pirate. <laughs> and then the call back to it, yeah, he explained it to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, again, fantastic writing. <laughs> well, like, technically, it is. Yeah, we covered that. <laughs> yeah, like we don't need to go over it again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just 
that just struck me as the preciousness of life that this film portrayed and how every life is important and how the the world not just the United States came together for this man yeah uh, I mean I will argue that I do feel that not the entire world would probably get no, behind no, that no no but, but they you did know, like the Chinese giving the help and essentially setting their space program back yeah. <laughs> forever oh. how long well, well at, at the very least making it so that they would definitely not be the front runners in, yeah. in the future which I genuinely don't know which way that would go if they would <laughs> do that I'd like to think they would but that doesn't mean they yeah. would <laughs> I'd like to think we would too but I don't know yeah, either but yeah. I just yeah um, just completely all the way around like I wrote down I the things I mentioned that I took a tiny issue with aren't enough for me to call them flaws. No. So, <laughs> coming in, yeah. I, I want to hear you ready now. I want uh, to know. Well, like, kind of want you to go first. No, no, <laughs> I went first last time. I this know you did. I was hoping... Okay, are you... All right, so, my rating... Okay, all right, now, if now you really I... want me to go first, I no. will. But, uh, well, I don't... I, I suppose I will. Since it's... Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll go first. I, I, I kind of feel like I should now. I don't. Do you? Well, are you going to give an unprecedented rating? Not totally unprecedented. Okay. But... All right. Well, then I think you should go first. All okay. right. Given how much you've heard me rave about this, and mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I had no issue with any of the casting. I, there was there was very little I could find wrong with this film, and I genuinely do feel that it's up there with the other film I'm about to give this rating of, yeah. but uh, I, I was... So we, you, heard me, my guess. you heard me talking <laughs> about this. You heard me talking about this, and like you heard my feelings on some of these things, mm-hmm. and at a stretch, there's really nothing I could find wrong with mm-hmm. it, with, with the possible exception of... There were some of the effect shots where it was just kind of like, oh, this is just... Like, okay, yeah, it's just a long shot of a mm-hmm. like a really long shot. So it's like, are you trying to hide some of this effect in here? Um, but yeah, I I had to come in. There's no way I can get around it. I had to come in at minus zero point one. Yep, yeah, he's got it. <laughs> ding ding ding. We have a, all right. Yes, that is what I predicted for you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just how much I enjoyed this film. Really, I mean, it. I don't think I can call it perfect, but it down near it <laughs> and uh, and just in case you're unaware the last time I gave that rating was Lincoln, Lincoln. so yes. yeah I, I was going to bring up Lincoln as well in my <laughs> final review here so yeah what so was Lincoln yours? was yes we both gave minus point one we did Lincoln uh, once again real quick if you're first time uh, we, we every film starts off with a perfect zero and we deduct points off yeah for uh, any Arbitrary or subjective yeah, things, I, objective I mean, things. Yeah, as you know, as performances. You, as you could tell, to start with, it's only a tiny yeah. thing taken and away. And then we get into larger. Yeah, minus one, minus two, minus three, all yeah. the way down to minus ten would be completely horrible. And then we minus, have made amendments to that for yeah. extra horrible films. But yeah, <laughs> do go listen to the Mordecai to hear what Brian's yes. is for that. Uh, and made up a, a new number, <laughs> as it were. Yes. Um, so, yes, so Lincoln, we both came in at minus point one. My only issue with that film was the ending. I, I felt they should have ended, I'll say again, on the silhouette of him walking out of the White House 
We all yeah. know the rest of the story. No, yeah, <laughs> we don't need to see that scene. All right, I, and I, I, I think I, I said at the time I'd be absolutely fine with you seeing him slowly walking and then like do a quick cut to president's been shot uh, and then cut back to him walking a bit mm-hmm. more with a bit more of him talking and like back and forth and then end on yeah. him gone See, it, uh, it, i think i even said at the time it felt like studio notes like no we need this to be more well-rounded more and yeah more of a button on it more, you know uh, <laughs> we have to have everything concluded but anyone that's ever gone through four years of schooling in their life <laughs> knows how the rest of that story goes yeah so uh, that was my only tiny gripe with the that film <laughs> and i only bring that back up because i do not have that gripe with this film okay um i there is nothing like i said that w- i would call a, a flaw like the paper toss is just a movie trope and yeah it gets a pass <laughs> a couple of the the comic lines weren't as funny as i thought they would be you know or, but still nothing yeah. i'm calling a flaw um, the the little like I said, Wiley Coyote with his head smoking and ears yeah. ringing could be a little cheesy. Still didn't mind it. That being said, <laughs> I have no choice. That this film I think is perfect in every way, <laughs> and I am giving this a minus zero point zero. All right, the first ever. And I the first time I watched this film, I was debating on that rating, and I'm like, eh, it's a film one. I'm like, eh, it's probably a minus point one. And then it concluded, and then I was back out to minus zero. And then I saw it again, and I'm like, well, it's not going to be as enjoyable the second time. Wrong. (laughs) It's as enjoyable the second time around. And I thought there... I looked for things that annoyed me or bothered me or I thought could have been done better. And I came up with a blank. Yeah. Uh, I know it's crazy to call anything perfect. I think I probably said I never would. Um, But that's what I'm going with right now. Uh, I... I mean, I, I'm genuinely racking my brains right now for the reason why I did give it a minus point one. It was almost as if like I felt like I I couldn't, and or is it just the concept of perfection? No, it's it's like, I mean, I I think my issue that I'm uh, trifling with is zero being the very idea of perfection, like the and upon thinking about it now, it is zero isn't necessarily perfection, but it is no flaws that we could find and you know what yeah you're gonna I, I've changed I, I've talked you into it <laughs> I agree with you I found nothing wrong with this film this, this film it's a perfectly to me, told narrative it's perfectly brilliant. told it it almost this film now needs to be something shown in film studies classes this is like this, how you tell a compelling narrative this is great writing this is great pacing there's it nothing should be shown to actors this is great acting yeah uh, I, I mean I, I i wouldn't necessarily say that there was phenomenal acting like daniel day lewis no, as well, lincoln no, he's an he's an alien yeah. <laughs> we cannot act like yeah. <laughs> exactly alien but, but yeah every role was i would say very well cast and they pulled it off like it just yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we have a change in ratings <laughs> yeah th- this is genuinely a film that I found nothing wrong with you found nothing wrong with I I definitely amend my I I, I did say minus 0.1 just because I felt like oh, maybe there was something in there mm. I missed but and, no and don't come at me I know that we appreciate feedback and we do yeah. but don't come at me with flaws being 
well, the book. Well, the book. This yeah. is a separate medium. I'm tired yeah. of people comparing negatively. No, yeah. It, what what we are doing... Things need to change for that respective medium. Is that, that exactly. Yeah. And, and again, go to the Wikipedia page, seriously. Yeah. Um, but uh-huh. but what, what we are doing is reviewing the, the film, film as a body of work. <laughs> yes. Not as an adaptation. Now, if you want to hear adaptation work, please do go listen to our Ender's Game. Mm, review yes. because that that I think was our best discussion on adaptation and whether or not we felt it was as good. But this spoiler is... no. <laughs> no. Although I I think I've said before I do want to go and watch it again because I, I I think I felt less I spent animosity towards it. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I I think the reason we're still going on about this is like we do want you to understand like. We found nothing wrong with this film. I'm sure other people will disagree. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Everyone's entitled yeah. to their opinion. But this is our podcast. So, yeah, so we control it. And yes, we say it's perfect. <laughs> yes. Or, or at the very least, we found no flaws no, with it. I'm sorry. Yes, sorry to put words in your mouth. I uh, say it's perfect. Paul says no flaws. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. I would say just because it's my absolute favorite film, I would say that The Short Time Redemption is... Perfect, and this is bloody close. Mm-hmm. Like in in terms of how I feel about the film, but in terms of critic critically looking at mm-hmm. this, like this was a masterclass. <laughs> it, it is, and it's yeah, one I look forward to seeing a third time. Yeah, I, I, I would have squeaked another one in if I had schedule permitted this week, <laughs> but I couldn't find time to see it again. No, th- yeah. this is one of those films that I want at home on my shelf like I, I want to be able to just pull this mm-hmm. out and watch this again I'm sure my wife will disagree but I'm mm-hmm. going to get it and I thought you know when I first heard of this of oh it's just going to be Apollo 13 but just the third act of them trying to problem solve that's going to be incredibly boring in parts well, that, that's but on how... the surface sounds like oh so he's just going to figure stuff out that, I mean that's how the book was sold to me is yeah. that you know that scene where they're trying to make a rebreather so that they can live <laughs> yeah put a the book is that round the hole. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah and it I genuinely have nothing else to add to I the, don't. it just point. exceeded expectations <laughs> and uh yeah definitely uh, probably my favorite space film <laughs> right now Re- uh, at least realistic no. portrayal okay. so not Guardians of the Galaxy not Star Wars or things like that no yeah first I'm... realism in, in terms of enjoyable space film, yeah, this is definitely my favorite. In ter- in terms of like spectacle, mm-hmm. no, it's still got to go with gravity. But th- that's this film wasn't trying to be gravity. No, 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 it wasn't. Yes, <laughs> it was more the internalization, the character struggle than the than, visual feast than that was gravity. Look at this. <laughs> look at the majesty of our universe. Yeah. Uh, All yeah, right. I, I think I, we could keep going on, but we won't. <laughs> yes, we definitely need to let the good people go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, please do get a hold of us on Twitter, Facebook, email, at Blokebusters, Facebook.com slash Blokebusters, or BlokebusterPodcast at gmail.com. There is no S at the end of Blokebusters for that, in case you're tripping up on that. We, I want to hear everything. Like, yep. <laughs> did, I want to hear you guys ripping into us. Like, how can you make it better? I want to hear you guys saying, uh, we agree. Like, we, yes, I'd love to hear that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what, I mean, if you had issues, what were they? Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I'm willing to overturn it if someone is able mm, to. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> like, if someone is able to make in, a compelling argument. Yeah, make mm. a, a proper argument and not just this film sucks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm willing uh-huh. to listen to reason. However, as right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm happy to adjust that rating if as time goes on, but right now, yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> we I think we've made our point clear. I I hope so. I really I hope, hope we so. haven't been uh, obtuse. <laughs> Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. See you, folks.